So there's been something that's not been sitting with me correct um, from an interview that I had with one of our guests. And I really appreciated her grounded insights that there is a reason why you stayed with a narcissist or in a toxic relationship. You got something out of it. However, I need to start disagreeing, I think, in my interviews because I... I agree because I guess I did get something out of that and we do get something out of it. But I also disagree that we didn't stay in an abusive relationship. We stayed in that relationship thinking it was normal and that we could fix it and that we were dealing with a normal pathological person versus a narcissistic behavioral disorder who is constantly gaslighting and manipulating us. So we didn't choose to stay in that. We chose to stay in something we thought we were in, which is not the reality. Do you feel trapped in a cycle of abuse, constantly wondering if it's your fault? Have you experienced the devastating effects of narcissistic abuse? Today, I wanna shed light on a powerful tool for healing, and it's called human design. The human design system is a powerful system that helps you unravel the web of lies that the narcissist has placed in your mind. Welcome back to the Empath and Narcissist podcast, spiritual healing with human design, spirituality from trauma and narcissistic abuse. Here we are empowering empaths into their power and authentic self with human design after narcissistic abuse. It is here as a tool to help you bust out of the prison of narcissistic abuse, of being a victim from narcissistic abuse, and it allows you to be the architect for your own joy and peace in your life. Subscribe now. Narcissistic abuse can leave lasting scars on our self-esteem, our mental health, and overall well-being. You spent many months, you've spent, or maybe years, staying with a narcissist in hopes that the relationship will fix itself, or you will fix the relationship, or you'll get back what once was at the beginning. But you also are thinking, and not realizing, you're thinking that you're in a normal relationship versus an emotionally abusive relationship. You didn't choose to stay in abuse. You choose to stay to fix the problems because you have hope, you have faith, and a huge heart. But now you're awake, and you've left, or you know you need to leave, and you find yourself lost, lost in the lies with your self-esteem stripped gone. You are naked, just like goddess Anana in the underworld, and you feel like a shell of yourself. Your life that you once knew and the self you once knew, it's gone. And you will never be the same. Your relationships before won't be the same. And at first you may think that this is a loss. But you know what? You are now ready to heal in a cocoon. And then you will emerge transformed like the beautiful butterfly. And there is hope. By understanding your human design, you can unlock the path to inner healing and recovery. It will empower you to discover yourself, and it will embolden you into your superpowers that the narcissist once called your greatest weakness. 
The human design system is a fusion of astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, and the chakra system. It, it provides you a blueprint of your unique energy configuration, who you are in this incarnated body, and this is your spirit in this incarnated body, and it's revealing you your strengths, your vulnerabilities to the narcissist, and your life's purpose. It shows you where to strengthen and self-develop very specifically. So how does human design help us recover from narcissistic abuse? It helps you by understanding your design. You gain deep insights about your authentic self. And once you know the truth about your authentic self, the narcissist lies cannot penetrate, cannot place any more doubt in your head. You discover in human design your inherent worth and learn to trust your own intuition. In my personal experience, I know that human design empowers you to recognize and break free from toxic relationship patterns because it helps you, again, as a guide to emotionally grow, and it helps you identify the vulnerabilities that you have to the narcissist, to toxic people, and even sometimes just toxic patterns with a healthy person. And knowing these things and working on yourself through this information can grow a beautifully successful relationship with a healthy person, or it can determine that you need to cut your losses and move on from the toxic and unhealthy relationships. So I think as survivors, it is essential to reconnect with our true essence. And human design system helps you do just that. It reminds us that we are not broken, but rather beautifully unique. It guides you towards self-acceptance and self-love, which are crucial for healing from narcissistic abuse because the narcissist breaks you down into a shell of a person. This human design system builds you back up. And if you don't know your human design type, you can get yours for free, a personalized chart and summary from me. If you just click the link in the show notes and fill out your birth information, you'll be added to my empowering newsletter as well as get your free chart summary. So let me share with you an example of how these concepts can empower you in a reading. So we're looking at a chart. You'll see that it'll say type. There are five different types. I'll share all of the types in a video I was a guest on on Connected Community that you can head on over. Click the link in the description to watch that. And then you'll see profile. That's pretty much your personality type, similar to Enneagram, but it's related to the I Ching. Their definition is how many voices do you have in your head to help you make a decision? How long does it take to make a decision for you? Your inner authority, like I said, is your particular way of listening to your intuition. Your strategy is what your type's way is to act in the world. So to respond, I know is the most vague and hardest one with, you know, 70% of us having this strategy, manifesting generators and generators. So I'll just briefly say, follow the breadcrumbs. Do what you love. Do what fills you up. Follow each response to someone reaching out, to an idea, to just a workflow, and respond to all those little breadcrumbs that even your spirit guides and um, serendipity brings to you that's your right path. Your not-self theme is 
a great way to know if you are living and acting in your strategy or not. The not self theme is that shadow part of your ego. It's super frustrated. Great. You're frustrated. I love that. That's a sign that says you're not acting in your strategy because you'll flow easy like a river when you're operating and acting, making choices within your strategy to respond versus maybe initiating or forcing things or pushing things too hard then you're going to reach the point of frustration. And that means that's not your strategy. Those are not the right choices you're making. So just pause, take a step back, and find the right energy flow for you. I'm a huge list person, and what I found is I would push myself to get all of the to-do stuff done on the list, things that I thought I should do when it was just an expectation in my head or it was like something I was amplifying out in the world, like, in order to have an online business, you need to do this, this, and this. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. But that was me pushing. That was me not really responding to what lit me up. What, you know, do I like to do those things? No, but they say I have to do them. So I do them. That's not living within your strategy. So what I found is I would just kind of feel through my to-do list every day. What it feels good to me today It just, however you flow, you follow the little breadcrumbs and don't worry about the big picture. Don't worry about pushing and like striving. The achieving will come as you follow the breadcrumbs. So that was a little bit more than a little bit about the strategy, but then your incarnation cross is your life purpose, kind of like your overall life theme. What is your soul here? to do. Sometimes it's an individual learning. Sometimes it's a collective contribution to the tribe or the collective. And then you see, this is why it looks like alien. Then you see this chart where there's all these shapes and numbers and symbols. And you're like, what the heck is this? What does this even tell me about myself? And you draw a blank and you're like, I give up. I don't know. So that's why I'm offering the free 30-minute introduction what the heck are you looking at on your chart so that you can feel more confident about some of the first steps to start to learn your human design so i'm just going to share with you ways that the connection between this person's human design chart and their experience with narcissistic abuse may have been set up for them to experience that First of all, they have a five-line profile, the heretic. The heretic is the revolutionary, and I love how their incarnation crosses the revolution. It is very much like an Aquarian energy, individual, romantically idealistic, also expanding beyond the box of the normal society keeps us in, like the white witches or the magical people in the world, they take something that may be in a construct like country music, for instance, Taylor Swift has five in her profile, and then just blow that box out and be like, yeah, I started as a country music artist and I kind of I've created my own genre and it's Taylor Swift's genre. <laughs> like it's not quite pop, it's not quite country it's just her. Like that's the expansion energy that you have. It's very unique and a lot of people don't quite get it. And so that can create a struggle of not being able to relate to others. 
So that could be one where you feel isolated already and then the narcissist grabs you and they're like, oh, perfect. She's, you know, feeling like a ship without an anchor and I'm going to be her anchor and I'm going to bond her to me and we're going to be together forever. They want supply essentially out of us. They want that attention. They want that love. They want that light from us. So then you can see the next thing I look at are open centers. We have an open solar plexus, that bottom right triangle. She has this white, very open, with a couple gates defined. So she's going to be amplifying energies from the narcissist. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, she's so upset at me. I have to do this or that. I have to please him in order for this to work, in order for him to be happy, and in order for this feeling inside me to go away. And so if you're constantly doing that since childhood, it's just a normal thing to do. Walking on eggshells is normal. And so when you're in a, an abusive relationship, you don't think it's abuse because that's like how you've been living your whole life. And it's just normal to you. It's walking in eggshells until you realize that it is abuse. It's not. And oh my gosh, I've been doing this my entire life. And then you're like, my whole life is a lie. And maybe your parents are like, your whole life was a lie. Like you were lying to us the whole time. No, it was just your survival mode because you had this open solar plexus and it was really uncomfortable to feel all of the uncomfortable feelings without the tools to handle them and without guarding yourself up and pushing them out. I also see an open will center, this tiny triangle just to the right on the bottom right of the diamond. So, or you could say just up to the left, uh, just diagonally a little bit from the solar plexus we were just looking at, bottom right triangle. All of you listening, I'm trying to describe where all these things are. So if you have your chart or a chart in front of you, you can visualize. The will center is a tiny triangle. It has gates 21, 51, 26, and 40 in it, if you're looking. And when you have the will open, you are amplifying the agenda of the narcissist or whomever is in your aura. And even if it doesn't feel right with you, it doesn't sit right with you, you're going to still outwardly agree because you're amplifying that agenda. It's extremely painful and difficult and almost impossible to say, no, that sounds like a horrible idea. Because you're amplifying. You are the amplification. You are the, the radio, you know, boombox player turning up the volume to the other person's signal pump, pumping into the boombox player. It's just your natural way of holding space. And in order to guard yourself up so you don't get caught in scams, being sold something you don't want, joining something you don't want, and doing things that you will 100% regret when the narcissist is convincing you, and it doesn't take much convincing because we're amplifying. I remember a situation where he just kept saying, come on, come on. He used to say all the time, actually. And I'd be like, no, no, I know it's wrong. But I was like, oh, fine. Like you just like give in because of course they've also conditioned you to give in and they've punished you. And so this whole like training in the emotional abuse to get you to do things that you don't want. And on top of that, at the beginning, you had this will center open and you're like always jumping on their bandwagon. You're always like, yes, that's a great idea. Let's do it. But did you listen to your inner authority? Did you take the time to know if it's truly right for you or if it's just their thing and they need to do this for them? Is this good for you? Is this the, in the best interests in others or is it going to harm others? So take the time to listen to your inner authority. And tell them, oh, that sounds great. Let me think about it. 
and really give yourself time to think about it. And that way you can come back in whatever way feels safe to you to say no if it's a no. The open spleen to the left over here I also look at is a very easy one to get linked into codependency with somebody because this is white. You are amplifying survival, fears, safety. So when you are around somebody who has a defined spleen that feels really safe to you, who may appear to be safe to you when the narcissist is love bombing us and getting us in in the beginning, it feels safe because they're mimicking and they're giving us exactly what we need. And this one is a very easy, if you have it wide and open, it's very easy to get trauma bonded and codependent on the narcissist. So for this, I really say again, guard yourself up, listen to your intuition. Are you just feeling like you need to be with them because it relieves the pressure of feeling scared or anxious. And if that's the case, then you need to find quiet time within yourself to, to soothe your inner child and to calm your own anxiety and fears down within your own energy body so that you don't get linked into the wrong person. Speaking of linked into the wrong person, then this chart also has a white diamond just below the throat that's the identity center the g center it's related to like self-love and you amplify how others feel about themselves and if you're not careful you may feel like you are unlovable because you're around the narcissist who is so highly insecure and it feels unlovable from whatever trauma or issues that they have in their childhood so that can be a really tricky one too to get linked in with the narcissist. There's two more. I don't want to go through all the centers, but these are the big ones that I see a lot, commonalities. Open head at the top, probably more specifically the ajna. These are so closely related, but the head receives inspiration and the ajna conceptualizes that inspiration. So if you have that open, then you are receiving those ideas and those concepts from the narcissist and you're like oh but this is okay this this is why this is right like whatever narrative they placed in their head they are pumping out to you and you're receiving it and you're like oh okay so their thoughts now become your thoughts and your thoughts aren't your thoughts anymore if you're not guarding yourself up against those and you're amplifying them unconsciously and the last one on the bottom is the root center I see this a lot. I have it as well. It's a big pain point. We always want to prove our worth. We want to do things quickly. This is the adrenal gland area. So if you have it open, you're constantly wanting to reach out to the narcissist in an attempt to maybe rectify something where you should just stay no contact. You're trying to prove yourself, prove your worth. I am the better person here. You know, I can fix this. I am strong enough, I am capable of being able to fix our problem. And then there's like this urgency and rush. Also, this open center can be prone to falling into scams because of the scams always rush you into it, right? The narcissist is always rushing you into the relationship and you don't take time to yourself. You don't take that quiet moment and just stop and be like, why is this person like so gung-ho and so quick and so fast and hard in this relationship? 
Like, let me just take a pulse back. But when you have it unconsciously open, you're like, let's jump in the deep end right away and let's go for it. And then you're stuck, trauma bonded to the narcissist. And then you have to figure out your way out, which of course you all can figure out a way out. But it's hard versus just at the beginning going, nope, nope, I'm not even getting pulled into this. This just sounds like a trap. This just seems fishy to me, right? So this is a, one example of how when I do readings and I meet with you, I can help you see where are the areas that you need that emotional growth to guard yourself up so it doesn't happen again. Remember, healing is a journey. The human design system is here to support you every step of the way. Embrace your design, embrace your power, dive deeper by booking a free introduction, 30 minute one-on-one -on -one reading with me in the link in the description, or you can do your self-study by understanding all about the human design and healing from narcissistic abuse in my newest book, Empath's Guide to Rising Strong. Grab your beautiful paperback on Amazon today. And don't forget to write a review. The link is in the description. My favorite parts of the book are the example I share with the story of goddess Inanna. She goes into the underworld just as we empaths go into the underworld with the narcissist. We are stripped, we are dead to ourselves, and we emerge back up, resurrected as a completely new person. And the moonology section I love because it shares with you all of the different moon rituals to do to help you powerfully shed all of the anger and the bitterness and the sadness that you do go through after healing from narcissistic abuse. And it gives you rituals for each moon and each zodiac. I have powerful healing meditations in there. And then of course, all of the human design information, the gates, and there's affirmations for each gate for you to really dive deep into your own human design chart straight from the book. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you found it helpful, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for more empowering content. And remember, your healing is possible and you are not alone. I'll see you in the Wednesday Live with a fantastic guest. And I'll also see you Thursday for another guest episode. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. Losing time, I'm fading fast I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack Restlessness to hell and back What's my purpose, what do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack And sometimes you just gotta believe There's something that'll give you relief There's something that'll have what you need What you need